Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Privacy Please. I'm your host, Cameron Ivey, and with me, as always, is Gabe Gums. And today we have a special guest. His name is Ken Li Yao, and he is the CIO for CAA Group. And uh, Ken, thank you for coming on. You're welcome. I think it's great to be uh, on uh, the podcast. Yeah, this is great. I just want to open it up and, uh, you know, for listeners that don't know who you are, if you don't mind kind of just talking about your background and um, how you got to where you are right now. Um, so I've been in the technology arena for over 25 years. Uh, it's, um, I may look young, but I'm not that young anymore. <laughs> um, I think, uh, you know, I, I actually came from a very, very small island called uh, Mauritius in the Indian Ocean. Yeah. And um, so I had no idea that I was going to be a CIO. But, uh, you know, I always wanted to tinker with things. Well, I got to Canada. I went to the University of Waterloo, and uh, that's when they started having the age of the internet being uh, really out there. When people talk about mosaic, and you can actually go and surf and uh, try to visit uh, Japan, even uh, see old pictures. So that was great stuff at that time, right? Um, then I started looking at uh, the uh, internet in terms of doing uh, more services. So uh, part of my program was a co-op program. So I worked at the Royal Bank of Canada, the largest bank in Canada. And uh, I started doing a prototype of uh, online banking, right, to help people doing all that stuff. So obviously when you start doing online banking at that stage, when you talk about security, people would sort of say, oh, my God, you can't do all that stuff out and make that available. So I had to talk to the uh, information security team at that time to tell them about the security of the Internet. And, you know, you're kind of a young kid out of university convincing all these people who's been so many years in uh, security was challenging. Uh, but, you know, it was something that they saw that was great. And uh, and then I went through a, a retail company with payment processing. So you do anything from a help desk, um, application development, uh, infrastructure, security. So you learn all that stuff. Um, and then I joined CAA in 2012 to head up technology. And um, you know, I had no idea about insurance or any of the uh, emergency roadside and all that stuff. All I know CAA at that time is like AAA is really for emergency roadside, you know, the tow truck companies, right? Right. Um, lo and behold, I had a lot more than that. And, uh, you know, yeah, you, I became a CIO there. Um, but, you know, it's not just like a, a, a journey where you suddenly get up and say, I want to be a CIO. And uh, it actually makes a quite a big difference because you need to understand technology and you need to understand the business as well. And then balancing that stuff out. Um, and I think that's the most important piece. So it's a very long answer for uh, my <laughs> no. introduction, but I think it um, helps. It's a Thank good you. long answer. If I can, one of the things that I, I really like to, to kind of tease out of people's everyday business experiences, and you just mentioned the technology side as well as the business side, it's kind of the following. Right? When I think about, when I think about uh, the major package delivery companies, I'm holding up air quotes, package delivery companies mm-hmm. uh, out there, it, it – one of the things I like to point out to, to my fellow technologists when we're looking at, at at what are the practices that they endeavor on that we have to focus on from a 
from a data protection privacy standpoint is well, what is the core of their business really? And, and I use this example as what, what I end up landing on is, well, they're really a logistics company, right? Like that's, that is how they perform the core operations of all of their businesses. That's how they make their money is really by being a logistics company. They, they have the largest fleet of certainly airlines and ground drive station than, than anyone else. So if I look at CAA, what's kind of at the core of your business practices? What's, what's that layer that we, the consumer, don't think about that powers your business? Well, actually, we you know every company used to have uh, their mission, vision, and all that stuff. And uh, at CAA, we used to have a quite a very lengthy paragraph. And uh, when our new CEO came on board, he actually revamped that and changed it to literally just one simple sentence: "Obsessed with member safety." Mm. And when you think about that, this is really at the core of of what CAA does: is that the safety of our members. So whether we're actually going to uh, uh, helping them on the roadside, uh, sending them a tow truck, it's really to make sure that they are safe at the side of the road, that they are protected. Because believe it or not, people do actually die at the roadside. Um, sorry to be sound morbid, but you know what? If you're waiting at the side of the highway, uh, it, it is quite dangerous, right? So that's on our emergency roadside piece. But we also do the same thing for our home and auto insurance. So CAA has its own co- uh, home and auto insurance company. So we also protect our members the same way. So whether it's for your for the car or for the home that you have. And then we have our travel medical insurance company. And we do the same thing. So for people traveling, uh, if they do get sick, again, it goes back to that fundamental uh, core about protecting our member. So... That's that's what CA is about. Is about really the uh, safety of our members, right? I, I love these unscripted conversations because what you just touched on is uh, our CEOs have something very much in common. When 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 Kevin joined, the the thing that he distilled down our why to be was very similar. A little lightning for the conversation. Um, wow. Protect what matters most, right? And so he kind of looked at what we were founded to do and, and, and he boiled it all down to protecting what matters most. So that's interesting that, that, that that's uh, rather serendipitous that, that that's a, a tie in there. Um, and that's why I like that question of what's at the core of your business because, you know, I wouldn't, that wouldn't have jumped out to me as the first thing that I thought about when I thought about CAA or, or AAA. But you're right, isn't it? Like that your members especially as they stand at the, the, the side of the road, is extremely important. Yeah, it, it is. It, it's, it is really about their safety. And you know what? It's it's really good to, for the associates to actually understand why they're doing their the job, right? So from somebody who is on the uh, infrastructure side, from somebody who is on the application side, you know, somebody who's actually putting up a server together says, you know what? I work for CA has no implication on, on helping the member out. Well, the reality is that if the server is not available, the agents cannot access it. They can't help the member out. It's the same thing is that if the data is actually compromised or if the, if the privacy is actually being uh, jeopardized on that, you know what, our credibility goes away. Like CAA is actually, uh, for the last three or four years, have been ranked uh, number one or number two as the most trusted brand in Canada. So when you think of that, you have to be able to keep that uh, uh, that uh, trust in there. And if the moment you sort of say, oh, well, you know what, the information we have is available to everybody, then you know what, you basically are shooting that down completely. right? So it's really important for us to, at each line of business, to understand why, um, why, we're, why we do what we do. 
right? And that obsession with uh, member safety really links back to the core for CAA. Yeah, and I'm glad that Gabe kind of brought that up because I had the same thought about our CEO that came in and had that same approach because I think when you have that approach from the top, especially from someone coming in new, it's easy to get behind that. It's easy to back that because it should be always about you know the consumer and protecting them and, and their safety and their private information mm-hmm. and the and the employee's private information. So that's that's huge. Correct. Um, what, what's you know since 2012? I mean, did you come into CAA as a CIO or did you work your way up? I, I came in as the head of the technology, and then I would get the title to change to the CIO. So the the responsibilities are pretty much the same. And I think the yeah. what ended up happening is our company grew. We were in a growth mode. So um, CA in, in Canada is actually eight different. At that time, was nine different clubs. So oh, it's wow. a federation. It's the same thing as uh, AAA. AAA is a federation of uh, various clubs. Um, yes, it operates as one brand, but they're all independent of each other. So for us, when when I came in, we was just uh, one of the club in uh, Ontario, and we were trying to get uh, common services across. So we end up changing pretty much all the technology that was there. So getting ready a phone system that was never touched before. I would say never. People are very afraid to touch it. I mean, Gabe, you can relate to that. If you, you know, if your technology people says, you know, please don't switch that stuff off because it's never going to come back up again. Um, you, you know, that's that's extremely dangerous. Um, so we changed everything. We put in new system uh, from the desktop, the network, uh, put the new security infrastructure in place, um, change our emergency roadside change our backend system so everything got changed by the end of 2017 right um, now when we look back at it you know with COVID-19 our transition over to uh, a remote workforce was like as smooth as one can can think of uh, people were even asking about our call center our call center for the past three years has been operating uh, remotely so we had agent working from home so um, the, the, our only challenge was really to move our retail folks to work from home because, you know, that was not something that we had planned on because we thought retail is retail. But then we never thought about taking our retail people to work remotely. And we've, we've done that within a period of three days. Um, so it's it, it's been great. That's excellent. Yeah. Um, so. I mean, you kind of touched on that. So that was your biggest challenge right now during the pandemic is just moving those retail workers to. No, I mean, from, from during the pandemic, it was by the time we declared to get people to work from home. Um, if you think that was the biggest challenge, yeah, it, it probably was. But it was it's it's it was smooth. It's yeah. it just like a pair of three days um, getting people to gather their equipment and, and, and shift them. But everybody was already uh, working from like IT from a technology standpoint. All my staff, were, we were already working from home a week before we got uh, uh, the entire company to work from home. Um, so that that was not that bad. And, and and one other thing that we also did is to make sure that you know what we put uh, our security on higher alert. Like we already had technology in place to uh, make uh, technology from uh, dog trace to actually make sure that it, it is constantly learning the patterns of the network, what things are happening, 
Um, so we, we actually have a framework that we, we, we are basically just executing uh, upon, right? So it's not like we were scrambling to try to find, oh my God, what, we, what are we going to do now? How are we going to ensure that the security is still going to be there? Um, we were just following the same thing. Yes, we shifted people working from the office to working from home. But at the end of the day, it's still an access into a, a network. So uh, volume may have increased. But the tools and processes are still the same, and we just relied on that and ensure that we kept that going. Uh, probably increase more of uh, eyeballs into these logs, um, but th- that's 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 about it. I have to imagine that with uh, social distancing and the lockdowns of a lot of. Uh, some of what's probably your normal consumer movements, you've probably also seen some other shifts in in additional movements in, in terms of emergency services and, and you know physical logistics. How, how has that affected the way you're approaching the business from a technology and a privacy standpoint, if at all? Um, you know, we, we did have a, a reduction in people um, calling into our contact center right. um, because th- there's less people on the road. But still, um, you know, I, I was on one side. If you think about a lockdown, you'd expect a lot less. But you know, we we dropped about 30% of our call volume. Uh, but uh, there's still quite a few people on the on the uh, side of the road. Um, our technicians are, are are given masks so that they can wear and protect them themselves. Um, they don't. Um, they're no longer allowing members on on the on inside the tow truck just from their, their safety for each one of them. Um, from a technology standpoint, all all our trucks we actually monitor where they are. Um, we have technology that uh, do the automatic dispatching. We have to, uh, we actually have a technology that predicts um, where breakdowns are. So. All this stuff has been uh, running along, and we actually are very uh, in sync with our business part. So, any uh, even though when I made the ch- uh, all these changes from a technology standpoint, we were in lockstep with the business doing those changes. It was not just technology going on itself to go make these changes. It were making these changes as a result of the business needs, right? So it's not like, okay, we put the new system in place now, go figure out how to use it. Um, no, it, it was done in lockstep. And and with this uh, lockdown, it's pretty much the same thing. Like everybody is very uh, much connected to each other again. We we have uh, tools like uh, Teams. We also have Zoom. Uh, and we also make sure that people actually use them properly. Uh, do you feel like the team has come closer during this time because of needing to have more communication like we have been because you can't be face to face or you guys always kind of been remote? Um, The team has been uh, a lot more um, closer because now um, everybody is remote and they're using the video uh, conferencing tools to communicate to each other. So there is a lot more and there's also empathy around as well to realize what is happening and how do we help each other out? So I would say communication has Definitely increased a lot, and collaboration has improved. has has been uh, places where I've, I've not seen. It's not that we were not collaborating before, but oh my God, this is this has gone way beyond that. Right, and and how you know obviously we're we're over here in Florida, and you're in Canada. What's what's it been like over there, just in general, personally, and uh, it's got to be a little different from over here, I'm sure. Um, well, we have different leadership, um, yeah. <laughs> but we, we I, th- I think the um, people are, are 
more understanding as to what is happening. They try to respect the uh, uh, the social distancing as much as they can. Um, but I think people are starting to get antsy when they're all staying inside, right? Mainly right. when for us here, it's cold and then the weather starts getting better, people will tend to go outside. Um, so so that's a bit challenging. But I, I would say in, in the majority of the cases, people are very respectful and they're very, very appreciative as to what the front lines have been doing, mainly the healthcare uh, workers, the doctors, the nurses, um, even the delivery guys, the, the guys in the grocery. So a lot of people are very appreciative of what these guys are doing. Um, you know, yeah. you, you can sit in the comfort of your home um, and make sure that the back end is working. But on the front side, these people are putting their lives at risk, right? Yeah. It seems like more and more people are uh, a little more open about their personal life, too. I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing, but it, it almost lets you really get to know your coworkers and the people you talk to every day now more than ever. Correct. I think I think that makes you guys grow stronger too. There's there's some power in that. And that's the piece of when we talk about privacy stuff. Right, right that's the other thing. <laughs> right, because now you, you you're open, and uh, I think that's the piece where when you look at that is how open are you now to the information that you're sharing about right. a yourself or the environment that you're in. I mean, in the past, when you were having a video conference call, you need to make sure that it's quiet. And if you're at home, you need to make sure that your kids are not even showing up. There's no sound. Uh, but now people are actually accepting that. It's like kind of a, a norm where, you know what, you're at home. The kids are there. So you get to see them more. So is that uh, changing the way that people view some of the privacy stuff or is that making it more? But it, it's how... The, the the individuals themselves are accepting it, right? It's right. the balance as to what they have to do. Yeah, it's certainly interesting. I, I like to ask this question, you know, Gabe and I sometimes, and I think it'd be a good question to ask for you being a CIO. In your own words, or just what comes to mind, what, what do you find the difference between data security and data privacy when you hear those two things? Um, I think it's two different pieces, right? Um, Security is something that you always need, you know, because at the core, when I look at it, every uh, company have to protect data, right? Yep. Because that's that's the the, the crown jewel, all right? Um, but it, in terms of privacy, it then depends as to um, a balance as to what are you going to lose if you if you if that ha- does happen. So, to me, protecting data is. Uh, is a must. So you need to make sure that it is there and it's only being used for who's authorized to use it. Right. Now, if I'm authorized to use, um, I was actually going to go into the example of your of your uh, little test with uh, <laughs> your PC there. Do it. Um, Do it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, no, but but see, here's the thing: is that you know, I, I'm your computer is secure, right? Because it has all all the pieces in there. But if I were to look at you and Gabe, I, will, I can guarantee you most likely Gabe would never run the, that um, the, the scanner in front of everybody because it, it could be that his tolerance risk level will say, hey, I don't want to share that. In your yeah. case, you didn't mind to share that, and it, it's fine, right? So that's to me where the privacy is, is really as to how much from an individual standpoint or a company standpoint, are you willing to give up to gain something? Like, I think the, yeah. the reason why you actually did it is because you said, look, I have nothing to hide from my PC and it's okay. 
McGee, maybe it's not about him hiding, but he has more been more confidential material in his PC. So trying to right. share that if the system will, because actually I did run the tool, he'll actually be able to expose that stuff, right? So you, you don't want to share that information, right? So so I think that's the piece is that the the, the from a data data security standpoint, you need to make sure that it's only authorized whoever is authorized to access it. That's what it is. The privacy piece is that you may be authorized to use it, but you know what? The intent as to what you're going to do with it is different. Yeah. Right? So that's that's why I look at the two as being different. Um, one is you, you, you can't have one without the other, but right. um, it's my take. Sorry yeah, to bring you up in your... No, no, that's fine. I'm guinea pig. I'm, I'm a learner anyways here, but I... Um, I just I'm curious on you know you were you were touching uh, off off air you know we were talking about going back to the basics when when you're in a CIO in your position and I love that you brought that up because I feel like there's there's a lot of disconnect out there with uh, some of those uh, approaches when it comes to the company or the the leadership that don't believe in that approach and they kind of just put the tools in place to protect the perimeter and they they don't really think about having uh, something that accurately finds sensitive information so you can protect protect it you know what does data privacy mean to you i mean how important is that to your role and to your company obviously it's important because your ceo you know comes in and he he wants to protect the uh the consumer's safety and Mm -hmm. obviously their their information as well um so you know how does that look for you guys today and, and how you're trying to grow I think from data privacy is 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 important. The only thing is trying to understand the importance of it as to what the end result is. And for us, when I link it back to uh, our member safety, that means if I expose information to somebody who is not supposed to have that information, or if I use that information where it's not supposed to be used, then I am vi- violating that um, mission statement that we have. Right. right. Um, for example, if Gabe is um, one of our members, and he has given me uh, his, his consent, I said, you know what, you have, you know who I am, you know my information, but then I take that information and publish it around to say, okay, this is Gabe and this is who he is, and so forth. That that is a violation of his privacy. My challenge uh, that I, I think it's not just my challenge, but I think the challenge that a lot of people have is. We, we will say that we have privacy policies, we have a lot of stuff, but the reality is I don't know how many people actually understand what it, it means, right? Um, you know, I would challenge to you guys to sort of say how many people actually read all the privacy policies that are around beside lawyers, right? Um, and how many people actually Usually understand? Usually the only ones. Yeah, how many people actually understand all, all that stuff? It, it, it is challenging, and I, you know, I, I like to bring stuff as a CIO. I like to bring back stuff to be simple, so that it is not overly complicated. Because once it's so complex, people have no idea what they're trying to. to, to what was the initial purpose in the first place? Right. Right. If you were to, for our audience, if you were to give them any number, one, two, three key takeaways in terms of actionable, how they go about simplifying those policies actioning them because that's what i think is a is a struggle for for a lot of folks is you've got that information and to your point it is hard to approach and even harder to digest and so they they throw their hands up it's like i don't i don't know where to start i don't know what to do where do they start what do they do 
Um, I, I, I wish I had a, a silver bullet to that thing. <laughs> Um, um, but I would think wouldn't stick. Yeah, no. But I, I would, I would encourage people to go back to the purpose as to what are they trying to do, right? The purpose of a private. I mean, the reason why they have to put uh, ten pages of uh, lengthy privacy policy is really to cover themselves from a legal standpoint. But the reality for that is that it doesn't really help the the, the end consumer as to. And for them to understand what they are actually being protected about. So I encourage people to actually, if they can trim it down to sort of say, look, we, for example, for pri- from a privacy standpoint, we will collect information and make sure that it is only used for what we intend to. Like stuff that is simple and that we have your authorization. Right? Uh, before we do it, we'll let you know. You know, for, I'll, I'll bring Zoom back into that piece because from a Zoom standpoint, there was quite a few uh, issues related to the privacy because people say, well, I didn't know about this. I didn't know about that. Right. But I'm pretty sure it may, may have been in a privacy whole blog stuff. But, you know, now they probably if they wasn't there, they're probably going to add it. But my God, I don't know how many people are actually going to read through and sift for everything. Right. It has to go back to the piece that says, look. If you're using this, 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 um, these services, this is what we're going to do with your information. We're not going to do anything more than that and making sure people do understand that. So that, that's one of the things that I would mention is simplify, simplify as much as you can. You still have to have your legal aspect. So that's not going to go away. Right. Um, you know, and, and when you simplify it, it's really going back. What's the purpose? What are you trying to achieve? Right? I mean, we talk about our mission statement, which is member uh, obsessed with member safety. It used to be very long. This piece here is very simple, but it, it links back and gets everybody to understand and they can relate. Right? And I think that's a piece I would encourage people to do is think back as to if you're looking at a privacy piece, how is that impacting the consumer? What, what do they, you want them to know in a few sentences, not, not a few sentences, like at most two sentences, right? If they can do that, that would be really helpful. Um, other, other than that, it, it's, it's um, you know, I don't know. I don't have any, any uh, uh, further advice on that except for trying to simplify as much as you can because people don't understand, right? It, it, it is hard. Like I, I you know, yeah. uh, privacy. When you look at privacy, everybody has a different view of it, right? And for people who are uh, doing um, uh, new services and new technology that they're coming out, is actually think of privacy at the core of it, and they call it privacy by design or security by design. This has to be done upfront, as opposed to be doing them later. To think of these things as an after the fact, because it's going to be a little much harder to do after that. But you have to have those in the basic to sort of say, okay, you know what? If we're collecting information, let's make sure that we can actually trace it back very quickly mm-hmm. and we can understand. Because, again, this will go back to the simple uh, uh, purpose as to what are we going to communicate to our user? If I can communicate that in two sentences, that information should be a link back to uh, whatever solution design that we're doing as well. It's a long answer for your question. <laughs> no, thank you. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. Um, I love that uh, that your organization and yourself are thinking about what matters most, protecting what matters most. And and if you could for me one more time, what what, what was that? What was that? Why that your company leans into? What what was what was that slogan? Your CEO kind of boiled it down to. Obsessed with member safety.
obsessed with member safety. I love it. I just wanted to leave you on on that note. So thank you very much. Thanks, Gabe. All right. I got to run, gentlemen. Cheers. 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 So I had a question for you on, you know, being in Canada, you guys deal, what's the main privacy compliance that you guys deal with that comes across for CAA? Now, do you guys deal with GDPR? Do you deal with PIPEDA, if I said that correctly? PIPEDA? What's the one? Yeah, PIPEDA? Yep. yep. Which is basically PIPEDA. a GDPR? Well, type of- we're also looking at GD, uh, GDPR from uh, Europe as well. So, um I mean, it's all of the above that we have to deal with. Um, HIPAA uh, is also there because we touched on the uh, um, insurance, health insurance side as well. So all of that stuff applies. And the same thing, I mean, the uh, home and auto insurance is heavily regulated. So we need to be uh, compliant with the privacy there as well. It seems to be taken more and more seriously nowadays, which is great. You see it across the board with CCPA, the second edition coming out. Because that was obviously made in like a week, <laughs> the first mm-hmm. one. But it's just good to see that uh, it's it's heading that direction where most states are going to have <clears throat> those type of terms in place for protecting consumers and giving them that choice. <laughs> what's What's been something that you've kind of caught on to or started to make as a hobby or have started to do at home that's that's kind of been positive or just kind of kept your head on straight during these times? <laughs> Anything interesting? Uh. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's interesting, but but it, for me the days uh, have blurred blurred completely. Yeah. Uh, you know that there's a joke about uh, being in the uh, import and export business mm-hmm. for WhatsApp because you you get people sending you stuff and you forward it to people, so you import and then you export. <laughs> um, but it's it's uh, you know for for me during this time it's uh, spending time with the, the family and kids because you're really 24 by seven with them. Yeah. And um, also trying to pick up um, you know new material, learning uh, new things. I've been uh, doing some uh, some reading. There's guy who keep sending me books to read. Um, so it's been great. Um, also catching up some uh, movies. Um, but uh, yeah, I wish I can keep going out to uh, exercise, doing all that stuff. So you have to do exercise at home. But, yeah, uh, yeah. It's uh, I don't know yet. I mean, I think. Uh, Picking up on uh, multiple little things here and there, and uh, I think it's more about uh, being more patient at this point, more than anything yeah. else. Especially with kids, and yeah, your patience yes. will uh, yeah. grow. Because it's you, you're you're 24 by 7. You wake up and you go to sleep. You're like everybody is in in the in the house at, all the time. It's very different from working at home in the past. Yeah. People will still do their own stuff out, but you're not really confined that much. Yeah, it's so true. I, I can completely relate. You know, being in the industry, like you said, for 25 years plus, what seems to be the biggest difference when you started in the industry and today? What, what's do Do you feel like things are getting better? Do you think Do you feel like things are getting more complicated? Um, do you think that the privacy part of everything is getting stronger, which is a great thing? Where do you, where have you seen it change that you like or you don't like? I think when I look back, I think the uh, technology has definitely um, accelerated like crazy. Um, right. You know, but, uh, in the past, you would say, "Hey, I got the new technology, put it in place." Now, by the time you put it in place, it gets obsolete. 
Um, and the, the privacy piece is, I, I think there's definitely more awareness of it. But I think there is still needs to be more awareness from uh, and then the user standpoint. Right? Mm-hmm. I always laugh at that, at this one where, um, you know, from an insurance standpoint, we have uh, the telematics product, which is basically you put a device into your car. And then you know, in, in the case for us in Ontario, we're not allowed to increase the uh, insurance rates. So when I talk to people that I know, I said, you know what? Hey, you can get a discount. Uh, put in uh, the device like in your safe cars. driving kind of thing safe driving and yeah, they say yeah. no 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 because then you'll know the, uh, as an insurance company you know how fast i'm driving and so forth and i said but you have your cell phone with you right so yeah and i said and, and you you know we also have the toll road i said you do drive on the toll road yeah it's great and i said but do you know that they actually know how fast you're driving or whether you're speeding Right, so the toll uh, road will know that the the cell phone mm-hmm. will know where you are because your location device is, is is always on. Even though people may say location is off, it has to be on for the cellular yeah. signal to pick them up. Mm-hmm. I tell them, but you're worried about this. But here, if you drive on the toll road, I know the speed, and even if you have a cell phone, I know your speed. So, what are you worried about? Oh, I didn't know that, but but that's okay. I, I'm I'm willing to give up some of the stuff. I said, but it's the same. Yeah, and I think that's a piece like people still need to to start to understand what how much information they're giving. And I think that's a piece about privacy is really how much are you going to give up for uh, conven- the convenience factor, right? Because the uh, you know some people may be very open to it because they have nothing to lose, right? True. Uh, it's just, it's the same thing for you know if 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 I if I drive a beat up car and it has no windows and no locks, people steal it. They steal it. If they don't, it's okay. There's no worry. But then if you have somebody who's driving a, 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 a extremely luxurious car, they're locking the whole thing, making sure it's fully protected and all that stuff. Um, so it, it is really a balance as to. Uh, what are you uh, willing to lose? And and yeah, technology has improved drastically. There's a l- more. But that just means but there's more of it everywhere. Correct. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, that's why I think more, the privacy thing has become more important. Correct, because everything has been captured, right? right. But it's it's that's the the challenge of when a lot of people talk about digital transformation. You know, everything has been captured. The amount of data that's been captured these days is a heck of a lot more than what it used to be in the past. In the yeah. past, it was pen and paper, and my God, if you manage to get that paper, then yeah, you'll be exposed to that. But now it's one and zeros, and it gets replicated all over the place very quickly. Yeah, it's scary. It is and scary. It, and it, I mean, the neat thing, obviously, is it, it when things like this happen, it's good because it makes the consumer become more aware. Like, for instance, with Facebook, when Facebook, it's a free application. You have no privacy whatsoever there, but people think that they do. But if you have something that's free, you're not going to have anything that's going to protect what your information they're using. It. And I think people after that happened, they became more aware and people are starting to be more alert and want to learn more. And I think that's that's incredibly important because it's only going to get more and more just crazy with data being everywhere. Yeah, it, it's everywhere. The data is everywhere. And, you know, people, you know, one thing I've, I've uh, seen as well is that the uh, the need to have things being done the uh, right now. Right. The, 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 uh, in the past, if you, um, you know, you'll send an, uh, a letter, it'll take about a month to, or a week sometimes, depending on where the letter is going mm-hmm. to get it. And that was acceptable. Today, if I send an email, 
and you take a month to respond back, people are going to say, "What the heck just happened?" Right? <laughs> and email is not sure. even email is not even uh, acceptable now. It's instant messages. Yeah, like all this stuff is like instant SMS. Like there, there's the the constant need to get things very quickly. Um, and I think that's a piece is how to balance that with the security and privacy is 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 challenging because by the time security privacy catch up, that that service is gone, right? That's such a good point because I I'm I am guilty of you know any kind of service any company that you want to reach out to you want it an instant answer especially if they have like a like message board or something that you can kind of just talk back and forth with them and I mean I'm guilty of being impatient about that like wanting it as as soon as possible and emails are starting to go a little bit because. Uh, I don't know. They just become like junk boxes. It's it's super uh, interesting that you bring that up because it's so true. Yeah, it's it's just evolution as to people and and we and I say we I say because I'm part of that we created that environment and now yeah. the new generation coming up and then it's like instant. Everybody wants stuff very quickly, and it it's a vicious circle. Yeah. Now I mean you go from Pen and paper to TikTok, and you gotta you gotta do some crazy dances when you're with your wife and kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and, and you know what the future holds on that. I think uh, you know, in a way, with the uh, the COVID piece, it helps people to slow. Have hopefully it has helped people to slow down a bit and rethink. Um, but you know, I think it's just gonna go back to the same piece again once people start to get into the routine of saying, okay, yeah. we need this now, we need this now. Right, and it's actually going to make it even more. For example, those uh, video conferencing, uh, it really helps because you no longer have to walk to a meeting, but now you yeah. you're, you're expecting it's like, okay, I, I finish with this one, I go to the next one, I finish this next one, I go to the next one, and it's like uh, within seconds, right? Um, it's just. I think the, I think the stress really, level is going to go up if that continues because too much FaceTime on the uh, in front of the screens. It's it's harder to take a break if you have those back to backs, which seem to be happening a lot. Yeah, just, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's because I know that uh, I've had some migraines since since the pandemic started. <laughs> yeah, because you're, you're you're in front of the computer a lot, a lot of the time, mm-hmm. and your eyes are gonna go. Um, it's a challenge. Yeah, it's, it's, it is a challenge. Well, um, before I let you go, what what do you look what are you most looking forward to for the rest of this year? I know this this whole thing has kind of changed everyone's plans as a company, and you know what do you what do you look mo- most looking forward to going into 2021 for the company and for your career? Any anything that you uh, look forward to in data privacy and, and security? So there's, there's a lot of question they've asked into that one question. <laughs> yeah, I know that was kind of meaty. <laughs> Um, but uh, no, for 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 the for the rest of the year, I think what, what I do hope is that they are, you know, a we get a control over the uh, the virus, and right. that people actually start and get back gradually into uh, um, a, a work work uh, a workforce, because the economy is actually going to be in a dire dire um, yeah. situation at this point if it's not already in there, and I hope that you know people can get back into it. Uh, I hope it gets uh, better. Um, from me, I mean, organizationally, um, that's what we, we are really planning on. Uh, me personally, I just hope to to actually be able to take a vacation and uh, 
like right now, it doesn't feel like a vacation because people say, oh, you're a vacation, you're at home, right? No. Um, but it's really going out and uh, seeing the um, other countries, right? That's right. that's what I, um, I'm hoping to get back to. Um, yeah, it, it's, you know, right now it's one day at a time, but, you know, first priority is make sure that uh, we get rid of COVID-19. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I feel a little bit better that the uh, NFL draft happened last night, so bring a little bit of sports back. It makes a little <laughs> bit no more normalcy. But yeah, hopefully they'll get some of the sports stuff going. I don't know if they're going to have people um, at the venue, but at least yeah. if they can actually broadcast them, it's going to help them. But this this whole COVID nineteen has the impact is just tremendous. Like uh, it you, you, it's it's amazing as to the uh, length that it it's going into all the various businesses and uh, um, yeah, it's it's just it's sad. Yeah. Well, yeah. I I just want to thank you so much, Ken, for for being on and for taking the time and for you know talking with uh, our listeners and I uh, really enjoyed hearing about your story and and uh i think it's really neat that there's companies like us a technology company that you know we believe in protecting private data of uh, our colleagues our communities our customers just glad to hear that everybody else is kind of going that same way and it's just it's extremely important excellent good to be on as well yeah so um thanks again is there anywhere that uh anyone could follow you do you do you do any kind of um do you do any speaking? Um, do you do anything on social media that you want people to kind of follow along with you? Um, I, I I I do uh, do uh, local speaking uh, engagement. Um, I'm not I'm not so much on the social media except on the LinkedIn uh, aspect. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's one of those things where you want to keep your privacy a little of bit course. there as opposed to being too exposed as well. Because <laughs> um, you, you end up getting a whole bunch of things that. Uh, you may or may not want to have. So right, right. Um, I, I do have my Twitter account. I don't use it that, that much. I do have WhatsApp account and uh, it's kind of controlled, but uh, you know, LinkedIn is quite uh, open and uh, you know, uh, the, the speaking engagement that I attend, that's, that's pretty much about it. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you again. And I hope you and your family stay safe and hopefully you can go, uh, go visit some uh, other countries here soon. Yeah. Thanks Cameron. Yes, sir. We'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, thank you. Thanks again for tuning in to Privacy Please. This podcast is brought to you by Spirion, protecting what matters most. Join us next week and every week as we delve into the intriguing world of security and privacy. You can email us at privacyplease at spirion.com and hit us up on our Twitter, at Privacy PLS POD. If you want to read more into these topics, check out our blogs on Spirion.com. Again, I'm Cameron Ivey, an all-around decent guy. Until next time.